Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode number 131, dedicated to a man who on September 10th, 1997, joined Babe Ruth as the only players to hit 50 home runs in two consecutive seasons, Mr. Mark McGuire. And as always, thank you for sending and downloading to the episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Mr. Garrett Grandy, host of the No Holds Barred podcast, to come on and talk about and help us get ready for the upcoming NFL season, which starts tonight. Texans, Chiefs, tonight, a little after 8 o'clock is the kickoff, and man, oh man, oh man, I have been excited for college football, but my excitement for NFL football is even higher than mine for college. My goodness, man, this year is crazy, but what I have just been looking forward to this time of year is something that comes up this time of year every year, and it is appointment television. Saturdays, we get college football. Sundays, we get NFL football. On Mondays, we get Monday night football. On Thursdays, we get Thursday night football. And guys, look, I am excited. Oh, so, oh, so happy. Not just because the Colts, my favorite team, are going to have a year that they will maybe surprise some people. But also, there is so much to look forward to. Every team has something different about them that makes them unique that makes their fan base get excited about watching them play football this upcoming year, and Garrett and I get right into that. Like I mentioned, Garrett is now a podcast host. If you would, lo- if you would love to connect with Garrett uh, via social media, you could go to the Instagram, the podcast. There's a podcast page dedicated right for his show. The podcast handle is this. It's at the underscore no underscore holds underscore barred underscore podcast. Go right there. Give him a follow and just connect with Garrett. He's been here numerous times. So be on again. One of my friends and I really enjoy just chopping it up with him. Also on Tuesday, I mentioned how we're going to have a question and answer episode of a podcast episode next week. It'll be on Tuesday. We will have podcast episodes as of right now. It's scheduled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. Um, different guests lined up. And then also, I was I, I just wanted to have your voice be heard um, just, uh, just to see what kind of questions you have for me and just have a good, friendly back and forth um, between you, the listener, and me, the host of the podcast. Different ways you can submit your questions to the podcast so those can be asked here on the show next week. One, your my Twitter DM, at jstevens07 on Twitter. Send your question in that way. I will read that on the episode next week. Email. Send your emails to jstevenspod at gmo.com. You can submit questions that way as well. Another way, and this way will help the show grow, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. A five-star review. Leave your question in that way. Submit that thing. And then also, we will be able to review, uh, read, not review, read your question on air. And then also, um, submitting the five-star review, it helps the podcast move up the charts. Trust me, it's a great way. It's a simple way. If you want to leave a five-star review, Every episode or every day or multiple times a day, go right ahead and do that. Just keep on helping us move up and up and up and helping people, more people enjoy the podcast, the same podcast you enjoy as well. Before I get to the conversation that Garrett and I had helping us get ready for and preview the upcoming NFL season, 
we have a word from Plutus Sports Analytics. Plutus Sports Analytics is a company based on minimizing the uncertainty in sports betting to help you maximize your profit. New Finland's first sports analytics team provides daily predictions for all major league sports so you can win big. Whether you want to hit MLB picks out of the park or get a slam dunk on your NBA betting tickets, Plutus is a company of choice. Head to PlutusSportsAnalytics.com. That is P-L-U. T-U-S SportsAnalytics.com. Use code JSP10 for 10% off their deadly service. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Black Forest, New York to enjoy my fun conversation with Mr. Garrett Grandy as he helps us preview and get ready for the NFL season. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have Garrett Grandy back with us. He's been with us, goodness, I think three or four times previously. And since the Garrett was with us the last time versus this time, Garrett got the bright idea to start a podcast. And Garrett, a podcast host now. Uh, Garrett, welcome back. And also, let the people know about your podcast, where they listen to your podcast, and what makes it unique to you. Absolutely. Um, so I, I decided to start the podcast because I had so much fun being on yours, and I was on another one. And I just, you know, I love talking about sports. I think what makes mine unique is I, I, I do try to uh, talk about things that not everybody wants to talk about. And even with the, you know, the latest like social justice issues and stuff, not a lot of white guys, if you will, want to talk about that. But I do try to talk about it uh, because I, you know, I think it's important and it does affect uh, us. It does affect sports. And I try to, you know, be respectful of that and bring light to it because I think it's an important issue. So I try to talk about things that, you know, that are, fun and that are interesting and you know and I try to change it up because everybody you know it's easy for me to just kind of talk about Boston sports but I do try to stretch myself into other areas so um yeah I'm working on getting more guests and stuff besides yourself I do like having you on and you just were on so that was exciting we, we got to talk about the NBA and uh I'm really I'm really enjoying it and uh yeah uh you can I'm on Anchor, Spotify and Apple now so uh um, okay so I'm yeah trying to stretch it out more i got a couple people lined up i have a friend that's pretty good with baseball uh, i don't get into baseball much uh, but he is real smart when it comes to baseball he's a big chiefs fan from from missouri so i'm sure we'll get into the chiefs and be able to talk about that so yeah i got uh, some things coming out and uh, of course some things that are still there for people to check out i think i i still you know really enjoyed our our discussion we had on racism and I thought that was really good it was by far the most listens to that I got because I felt like people were really interested in it was a time when things were starting to you know kind of when the George Floyd thing just happened and so it was really fresh in people's minds and, and we I thought we did give good you gave a good perspective on that and I've gotten great feedback on that so I think the thing that makes makes mine unique is I do like to try to talk about things that are outside my comfort zone uh, I don't want to just stay in the comfort zone so Nice, nice. Uh, From the outside looking in, well, I say outside, I know you personally, but as someone that is seeing you start a podcast that you um, love, you put time into, uh, I also want to say you're doing a good job. Keep keep up with that. But I I am curious because I know what what I would answer when it comes to this situation. But what would you say is the most enjoyable thing? And then one thing that 
you're constantly striving to get better at since you're podcasting because people listening to this, they're like, oh, wow, Jerry has a podcast. That's great. Jerry has a podcast. That's great. It's all easy. It's all roses. Uh, they wake up in the morning and just hit record and it all goes over smooth. Guys, that's not how it goes at all. Trust me. You want to you no. you you laugh at me? Go back to episode number one. I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> 10, 20, 30 to, to, to this point now. Just things are very, very different. So what's been something that's been uh, enjoyable, most enjoyable, and then something you're always striving to get better at? Sure. Uh, I think most enjoyable is, you know, having people on like yourself. I think that I, I like doing like this, the interview style more than I, more than I thought I would. Um, I like get, trying to think of questions to ask the particular person that I'm talking to. I think that's been the most enjoyable that, you know, when you say the least enjoyable and most difficult is believe it or not, it's just kind of breaking it up into different topics and not getting bogged down on one thing. So people, when they listen, they're getting, you know, four or five different topics rather than just now there could be one, you know, Kobe Bryant's passing away or, or something that, you know, you want to just focus on that one thing. Cause that's a huge thing. But sometimes throughout the week, there's 30 huge things that happen. And you're like, what do I, what do I talk about? So then I, you know, I have to look at what, are you, what is Jay talking about? What is this person talking about? What is this? And say, okay, do I want to talk about that? Or do I want to hit something else? Because they've talked about it. And they did a good job talking about it. I'm not trying to, you know, outdo somebody or, you know, come up with something out of the box per se. Um, so, you know, looking at the sports world and saying, what can I talk about? Maybe that's different. Like I talked about. In my recent, one of my most recent ones, I, I went into the Mike Milbury situation with the NHL, and I talked about how you know Montrez Harrell and what he said, and then there was somebody else I can't remember who it was. It was a oh, it was the uh, the broadcaster for the, I think it was the Cardinals. Tom Burnham for the Reds. Reds, thank you. Reds said something. Uh, uh, there was a, like a homophobic type reference or something, and uh, yeah, like I went into that, like you know how we're so scrutinized by our words and how that could even affect someone like me and you, what we say on the podcast. So I think that's like been the toughest part is trying to break it up and not just get bogged down into one. Cause I could talk about just NFL forever, you know, <laughs> going to every, but I want to get into hockey. I want to get into baseball. I want to get a, you know, into other sports. Um, the NAS, the thing that happened in NASCAR with the noose and all like, there's so many different things you can get into. And that's what I, you know, I think it's been difficult, but also, uh, stretch me. So he mentioned hockey. I kind of prompted Garrett with this earlier. I wasn't sure this is going to happen, but there is a team in Vegas that's not been in the NHL very long, still playing in the conference finals right now. And unfortunately, those Boston Bruins out in Boston, they lost to Tampa 4 1 in the semifinal round. I can see your face right now. Those watching via YouTube, this is, is on YouTube as well, trying to make the YouTube channel bigger than what it already is. Um, you'll be able to see Garrett's face and see the look on his face when I mention Vegas, an expansion team, still in my mind, they're an expansion team, still yep. playing. Boston is not. With their success <laughs> and you guys not being there right now, um, how, how tough is it? How tough of a pill is it to swallow knowing you guys should, be, should still be there, but you're not? Well, Here's the thing. I, I think, you know, we played, they played Carolina round one and just wiped them out. But I think it's because they're just a better team, even without now. I don't know if you know, but the, the goalie to left the bubble for okay. what they said. Was, they said it was personal reasons. Now, um, you know, there's whatever. And then I found out he was playing golf. So <laughs> I was, I was kind of, he was playing in Norton, Norton, Massachusetts. Norton is, is you know, world-renowned, having one of the, you know, I think the U.S. Open, they're about to have to use a couple years to stay in golf course. So you have to be, you know, a pretty good player to play there. So he's out there playing golf. And then our backup, and the thing about goalies that people don't realize, too, is that, you know, 
people say, oh, it's so easy to play. They, if you listen to broadcasters or former, they say that, you know, in a, in a three-hour game or like a five-overtime game like we saw, the goalie can lose 20 pounds by the yeah. end of that game. Yeah. 20 pounds. So when you only have one goalie, you're not going to do well because you're typically you, when you're, you know, and in the, in the bubble, they had twice they had back-to-backs, which is horrible for a goalie because you want that day's rest to rehydrate and, you know, work out and, you know, get yourself ready for the next game. So, and just Tampa was, Tampa's so much more of a talented team, a faster team. So, yes, it is it is a tough pill to swallow that there's an expansion team. But as far as I know with the expansion team, they kind of they kind of have a conglomerate, if you will, of experienced players that they got from these other teams, if you will, exhibition draft. So they were able to bring in uh, some of these guys. That's why I think, like, a team like the Kraken, <laughs> the Kraken, the Kraken are probably going to, you know, steal some of these uh, players from these other teams and probably be just as good as Vegas is, you know, right off the bat. Whereas – you know, when you look at the NFL, when Houston came, you know, they struggled for a while. But it seems to be different in the NHL. seems like those expansion teams, they just they just start – they play well. But, yeah, it's it's discouraging. It was um, – you know, but the team is getting older. They're probably maybe a year away from rebuilding. Uh, but, man, the Lightning, to me, they are the marquee organization right now as far as with the, the drafting. And it would not surprise me if they won the whole thing. I think they will win the whole thing. Um, and I think as far as the championship, some people say, oh, it should have an asterisk. I don't think so. I think this is the toughest one to win. As far as the same thing with the NBA, I think it's easy. Sometimes you're playing at home, you have the crowd, you have the hype. Now you don't, some, most of it, you didn't have your family there. You had no fans. And so basically you're playing for the love of the game. And so it's probably the toughest one to win. And I think the lightning, I think that's who, I think it's going to take it the whole way. Um, but I think it will be, yeah, them in Vegas, but Vegas is really good too. But yes, it is a tough pill to swallow, but it is who they were playing. That's why it didn't surprise me. Okay. You mentioned when speaking of the expansion team of uh, Vegas, you mentioned the Houston Texans in the, in the NFL just this week, Deshaun Watson, as the kids say, he got the bag and got a big contract ex- extension, um, a team in the AF. In the AFC South, that you have teams there. Well, yeah, the Jaguars. Nobody, nobody knows what they're doing. People want the Titans and hope the Titans. Titans fans hope they can have the same success that they had last year. The Texans did lose um, DeAndre Hopkins, but then they also have a premier, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. NFL. Let's start with the AFC AFC South. Get, guys, I know, I know. We Gary and I could talk about anything for a while, but he's here to talk about the NFL. So let's go ahead and move right that way. Houston Texans. When you think about Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, what kind of things are you projecting to see from him this year? I think he's going to really struggle, actually. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is a security blanket. I mean, you could throw that, you could throw the ball to him, and he nine times out of ten, he's going to go up and get it. He's just one of those players that he's just going to go up and get it. I think he's going to struggle. I don't like the relationship he has with Bill O'Brien. I think we've talked about that in the past. I still think there's a, oh, there's a, there's a bad relationship there. And I just don't think that man is a winner. I think he, like, he gets there and then he does something stupid or, like, in the playoffs, they, there's, you know, he just, there's something about him to me. He just doesn't seem like a head coach. And I don't think he's going to make it past it. I think he'll get through this year, but I don't think he's going to make it past this year. Um, I could see with the incoming of Phillip Rivers makes the Colts better. It does make the Colts better. It does, I don't think it makes him necessarily a Super Bowl team. 
until they can draft somebody uh, and develop him. But I think it makes them that division winner. If you, there's your first prediction. I think the Colts are going to win that division. And I think Tennessee is a lot better. They just brought in Clowney. So, I mean, and their offensive line and, and Houston's not that great. So I think they're gonna I think they're gonna struggle. And then they brought in um was it David Johnson? Mm-hmm. And David but David Johnson can't stay healthy. True. And so <laughs> I don't know, to me it's just it's just I just think he, I think this is the year I think he's gonna struggle. Uh and I think it's gonna start with week one. I don't I think the Chiefs are gonna roll over him and week I really do. They're gonna come in and they're gonna be hyped. They just won the Super Bowl. And I know people say, Oh, the Super Bowl hangover and stuff. They brought in the Chiefs brought back eighteen of their twenty two players and Mahomes is actually healthy. He was not healthy in that Super Bowl, yet well, probably 75-80%. Tyreek Hill was not healthy in that, at, at the end of the year. Everybody's gotten their rest, and now I think they're going to come in guns of blakes and, and uh, you know, maybe there'll be, be a shootout. I know um, the, te- the Texans brought in Brandon Cooks, but again, Brandon Cooks can't stay healthy. He's had how many concussions? One more concussion, his career is done. Yeah, man, I mean, he's, He is one concussion away from being done. And so if he say he gets hurt, who's he throwing the ball to? Who is he going to throw the ball to? If you, Will if, Fuller, you know, the fourth. Yeah. Will Fuller. And Will Fuller, <laughs> Fuller was, yeah. And Will Fuller, the fourth, try to say that five times fast. He can't stay to. healthy I, either. I had, to, I had to throw it out to you. Yeah. yeah. No, he can't. He can't stay. No, he can't at all. None of their team can stay healthy and he's going to get killed because he doesn't, he's not going to have a running game. Cause once I, I say, I cross my fingers, I hope David Johnson stays healthy, but if he doesn't, they're they're in trouble, and then you're going to start hearing rumors about Bill O'Brien halfway through the season. Is he going to make it through the season? And then you're going to hear, you know, once you start losing, then the players get frustrated. Plus, you have no fans. How frustrating is it when you're losing? You have no fans to be there cheering you on, and your players are getting hurt. And he's probably saying, "I had this relationship with Hopkins, and now he's he's gone. You sent him out of town. Oh yeah, you paid me all this money." Yeah, but who am I? Who 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 am I throwing the ball to besides Will Will Fuller the fourth? <laughs> you know what I'm so I like Will Fuller, I, but he's not the number one guy. We know no, that. No, he's what maybe a number three. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know he'll he'll have this big game, and then the next game he'll just fall off the planet. And how do I know this? Because last year in my fantasy league, I had Will Fuller, and I I said, oh man, I got to pick him up. He just had three touchdowns, and the next three weeks he went dead, completely gone, like he wasn't even playing. So, and then he got hurt. So, I mean, the Texans to me, they're just one of those teams I think is going to really struggle this year. Yeah, and guys, I will tell you this quickly. Um, this is going to be a show where I do very little talking on purpose um, to just kind of help Garrett just tee him off. And as you know, he can ramble and go on and on and on forever. So let's go right from the AFC South. <laughs> To the AFC East. No, Buffalo fans are not going to you. No, Miami fans are not going to you. You guys have two quarterbacks. I don't want to talk about your Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Tua Tungavailoa. Who's going to be that quarterback? Who's going to win that battle? And we're not talking about Sam Darnold. But there's a guy, for those of you, Garrett's in uh, – I'm, Garrett I'm in Garrett's fantasy league, and he's in mine. So we're, we have two different teams. And I think one of his fantasy team names has Cameron Newton's name in the name of it. Lights, Lights camera ca- action, baby. With the C-A-M <laughs> in camera as capitalized. Take the, the fan out of it. Just be unbiased right now. Okay. Be the, be, just analyze this the way that um, I think a podcast host should. When looking at the New England Patriots, and the first thing I look at is not Cameron Newton, it's what happens back in June and July with so many players opting right. out. And right. I think just to me, that's going to be the biggest hindrance to this team. Yep. 
Yep. Forget Cameron Newton in the way that he's played and him being hurt the last year and a half. Go back to 2018. Yeah, he had a good first half of the season. Whatever it is. And I know I said I wasn't going to talk, but I got to get this out. All right. When you look at this team, to me, I think that Cam Newton could be a a uh, a good a good piece, a good a good piece, a good a guy some people can rally around. When you're missing, I think Dante Hightower. <laughs> I think Patrick Chung. I'm just naming two guys on defense. Where you're missing guys like that, Garrett, I think that's going to speak way more volumes and speak louder on the field than anything Cameron Newton does. Right. Um, here's what I'm hearing, as far as because I listen to local radio. I listen to guys that have been to the camp. As far as I know, the style of offense that they're trying to run is more of a bully ball, jam it down your throat with running. They've got Harris. Damian, apparently, Damian Harris is playing really well in camp. Uh, they've got, of course, they got James White. They've still got Rex Burkhead. I know, you know, he's kind of sketchy, uh, streaky to me, but he can get you some tough yards. So the, as far as I know, the style of offense they want to run is more of a jam you with the fullback because the fullback they have now, they have James Devlin. He retired. Uh, he was, you know, one of the best fullbacks in the game. I mean, three three or four-time champion. But this guy, Jakob Johnson, that they have, uh, former rugby player, is pretty big. Oh, wow. Okay. So the, yeah. So the idea is that they want to – and their offensive line is going to be pretty good. Uh, they brought back – they not brought back, but David Andrews is back. He had the heart condition, um, but he's back this year. So they should be better as far as on the offensive line. And I think you're right. As, as a podcaster, I have to look, you know, critically, not yeah. as a fan. And I'm looking at who they're throwing the ball. Who's he going to throw the ball to? Nikhil Harry. Yeah, but Nikhil Harry. <laughs> the thing about Nikhil Harry that I don't like is, to me, he doesn't get separation. Now, he, 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 was, he was also big, hurt last year as well. He was hurt, right. didn't, didn't get so a regular rookie year. We haven't really seen his full potential. No. And so it, it will be interesting to see how – now, here's the difference between Cam and Tom. Tom is, if you, if you don't separate and play well, he will yell at you and say, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Cam is more put his arm around you and say, hey, buddy, you know, are you okay? Everything all right? So that might be better for maybe Nikhil Harry will play better with that style. Uh, it seems to be that Bill Belichick has kind of wrapped his arms around Cam and, you know, saying he's the hardest working at player ever. <laughs> you know, he just had a guy for 20 years. I think it's a shot at Brady. This is my opinion. But, you know, I think this is this is the, you know, what, what we're going to see is I think there, I think there may be an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven team. Uh, just strictly because of the division, I think they can beat the Jets twice. And Miami's getting better, but I don't, I don't think they're there yet. Uh, maybe one more year. So you probably get one, maybe even both of them, but they always typically struggle playing in Miami. But then again, there's no fans. So it's, it's so different this year because without fans, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that changes the outcomes of these games. Same thing we see now in the NBA and these other, other leagues. So I, I agree with you that, yes, he's ultra-talented, but he can't do everything. He can't, he, he can't throw the ball to himself. And, and he's got a lot of miles on those legs and a lot of injuries. And, and so if, he, if, he, if we think he's going to go up and be Lamar Jackson, we're crazy because he's not. And he's not – he's different in, than Brady as in the sense of Brady's more of a timing. And the New England offense is based off timing, whereas Cam is more of see it and then put it there. Tom's more of – slants and those so it's, I'm interested to see how Josh now Josh McDaniels is to me is a you know genius offensively and Bill Belichick doesn't get enough credit as far as his offensive mind and so I'm interested to see what they do I've heard rumors about you know two quarterbacks and kind of like what New Orleans does but I just don't see that I think it's cam or bust this year for them 
And Cam's got a lot to prove. I think this is it. I mean, he probably will play one year in New England, and then somebody else, maybe the Colts, maybe somebody else will look and say, well, you know, I know you're shaking your head, but I know Phillip Rivers, you know, he's about to, re- he's about to retire, so maybe the Colts will take a look at him. Or, or somebody else that kind of needs a quarterback that – because Cam still can play probably another five, six years if he stays healthy. So my thoughts on that are, you know, I would, I would say nine and seven for them. And I think Cam will get you, you know, he'll, he'll throw 3,500 yards if he stays healthy. If he doesn't, I think we'll see Brian Boyer. I don't think we're going to see Jared Stidham. Okay. Jared, and the reason why I say that is because Jared Stidham apparently is dealing with a hip injury. It's actually like a How do you not injury. play and get a hip injury? Explain that to me, Garrett. <laughs> I can't. I want to root for this kid. I like him. I think he's a likable guy. He's everything Tom you, Tom Brady is not. If you're not a Patriots fan, you might look at Stidham and say, I kind of like that guy. If you're not a Patriots fan, you look at Tom Brady and say, I hate that guy. And even now, part of me says, I hate Tom, I, I hate the way he is right now, as far as Tom Brady's concerned. We want to talk about that. But I just don't like the way he is right now. So maybe I'm finally seeing what everybody else saw for 20 years. But Stidham, I don't – how? How do you have – a soft tissue injury when you haven't even played in God knows how long. And yet you didn't play last year because Tom Brady ain't giving up that seat anytime soon. And so you tell me, as far as I'm concerned, Brian Hoyer would be the better option if something happens to Cam Newton. And I think Brian Hoyer is a feasible backup. He knows the offense. He's been in and out of New England system for how long? Forever. And as far as what I've heard from other players, they say, Hey, Brian Hoyer's, you know, a pretty good guy. He's a pretty good quarterback. He knows he can learn the system, not just in New England, but other places that he's played. So, but then again, I still think it's even with Cam, because they just don't have anybody. And all the, like you said, all the players that they lost on the defense, uh, this will be, if the Patriots even win this division, this could be Belichick's greatest coaching year yet, because nobody is giving them a chance to do much of anything. With all the players they lost, you lost your quarterback who was around for 20 years. And then, and then you, they just released Muhammad Sanu. So I don't know who they're throwing the ball to. Uh, they're tight ends. That's, I'm excited to see how the rookies do. I think, they got, they, I think they drafted some good tight ends. And Bill Belichick has always been really good at drafting tight ends. Aaron Hernandez, I hate to mention his name, but he was a good player. We'll just say that. He was a great person, <laughs> yeah. but he was a good player. Yeah. And then Rob, obviously Rob Gronkowski and then Benjamin Watson they had. And then way back in the day, they had Jermaine Wiggins, who wasn't terrible, and Daniel Gray. So he's been pretty good as far as drafting tight ends. So I think we're going to see load him up front and just try to ram the ball down your throat. That's the type of offense I, I expect. I was going to go to, to Lamar Jackson next because you mentioned him with um, Cam Newton. But you mentioned the former quarterback of the Patriots in Tom Brady. And you said, oh, we'll not really talk about him right now. Well, you're going to talk about him and that team right now. The Buccaneers, very interesting to me. Um, we all know the Bruce Arians offense, how prolific and how elite that can be if you're a quarterback that wants to sling the ball and throw the ball around the yard, um, getting your receivers great deal. A lot, of, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of passing yards, everything that goes with that. Cam Newton, not, not Cam Newton, Jameis Winston last year, no longer in Tampa, but you look at Jameis last year. One reason why he was so confident in those postseason press conferences because he did throw for over 5,000 yards. You, we, Everybody harps on these 30 INTs. But he also threw for 30 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards. Yes, Jameis has been a bad decision maker going back to his days at Tallahassee playing for Florida State. So we expect that from him. But we do know he can throw the ball around the yard. Yep. Jameis' arm 
is a different arm than Tom Brady's. But Tom Brady's mind is a different mind than Jameis Winston. When you look at the Buccaneers, how do you think this transition in Tom Brady's career, knowing the kind of offense Bruce Arians runs, knowing what Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski and I think it's Cameron Bray and O.J. Howard and Leonard Fournette and (laughs) Shane McCoy (laughs) and Ronald Jones – Trust me, all the skill positions in the world, but he also has a rookie right tackle and yeah. an offensive line last year that got Jameis sacked quite a bit. Um, yep. I just paint the picture that way. When you think about Tom Brady going from where he was for 20, 20, 20 years, 20-plus 20 years, down to Tampa, yeah, weather's great. But the transition, I'm curious to see how you view him going there at this point in his career. Here's my first thought. Will he be happier? Yes. If they start losing, will he be happy? No. <laughs> and I think if he looks across the pond, if you will, and New England actually wins a few games, maybe he's going to go, uh, did I make the right decision here? Because he doesn't want to lose. He's the ultra competitor. There's no doubt about that. Um, I have racked my brain thinking about this team. Thinking, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a comparison here that you're going to go, you're going to laugh when I say it, but – Remember the Lakers when they had Kobe Bryant and they brought in Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and everybody said – 2012. Yeah, everybody said, oh, man, they're going to win the championship. They're going to be so good. And they were awful because – Might I remind you, recently in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns were that same team. Now, they were not as elite as the Lakers were players-wise, not as prolific as Tom Brady as Baker Mayfield. But everybody was on the bandwagon of the Browns recently, and we all know how that story ended. And look at and look at the division. Oh man, in the in the conference, and their schedule is tough. You got to play the Saints twice. You got to play. I don't care what anybody says. Playing in a, playing the Falcons is not easy. No, no, it's never easy. I don't even if they go seven and nine, every game they play, they're gonna they're gonna put up points and they're gonna put up yards. And how how is Tom Brady gonna respond from playing from behind? In New England, typically they always play from ahead. That's what we've seen. That defense is young. We'll see what happens. It's really kind of a wait and see. But if they fall behind against the Saints, if they fall behind against Atlanta, I think they're going to struggle. Um, I could see them going. I could see them going ten and six. But I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're the Super Bowl champion. I don't think that. I don't think. I don't even think that the. I don't think they're the NFC champion. Divisional round, probably. That's about maybe as far as they'll go. I think the transition. You know, it's going – it's obviously – it seems to be fine. But didn't we think in New England that everything was hunky dory? Everybody was so happy and they looked so happy. But then we find out now that they really kind of hated each other. And so we'll see what happens when Tom gets frustrated with these guys. How are they going to respond? Because you got Jameis. Same thing we said with Cam and Tom. When you have Jameis making mistakes out there or, you know, when his players drop passes, which they did many times, those – Godwin and they some sometimes they can drop some passes. I've I watched their game in London. Jameis was making great throws and drop after drop after drop. And Tom Brady at 43 years old, a cranky old man, might come out a little bit, and we'll see what happens. Um, he as a captain doesn't make doesn't surprise me. Um, but I think as far as him and Arians, I think him and Arians will get along fine, just because look who he had before. Uh, he's got the may probably some offensive control. There's no doubt that Gronk is there because Brady said, I want Gronk. They mm-hmm. brought him in because we wanted him there. Um, 
and Arian says, oh, Gronk looks like he did 670. I don't buy it. I think that's a bunch of baloney. I saw Gronk the last two, three years. He hasn't had a great year since 2011. The man has so many miles on his body. Yeah. How many surgeries? Four back surgeries. I think this is my prediction. I think he's just kind of a third down goal line, maybe a decoy. And really, we'll see how Howard and Brake do. Um, I think you're, they're your main guys as far as tight ends are concerned. And Gronk's kind of more of in there, probably in there for blocking. His blocking is bar none. He could still block. I mean, as long as he's not running downfield and trying to make huge plays, he can block. He can be that extra guy. So, you know, with all their running backs, they, got, they brought in Fournette. Um, we'll see how he does. But, I mean, he could be, you know, your goal line back. Ronald Jones ain't a small guy. McCoy still got – we saw in Kansas City, he could still make plays. He's a little older now, but can still make plays. So, yeah, I think 9-7 and seven would be my prediction. I think the Saints own that division. I don't think, I don't think they're going to get by the Saints. I just don't. So. My hesitation with Gronk in the, in the goal line situation, when you think about Gronkowski, year off of playing football, I've heard him say his playing weight is at 260, I believe. He's down to about 245. He looks skinnier than that. But he's feeling the best he's ever felt. He could be lighter. He could be lighter than 245. But he's feeling the best he's ever felt with less weight, and his back doesn't have the pain or the, t- the tension that it used to. So you think about – and he actually said he has to put on weight to play in the NFL, but putting on weight messes up his back. So I'm really curious to see if that goal line situation, if he's very situationally placed in the offense um, and seeing how that affects him, if he's able to last 12 games. I think, I, I think that's even a stretch. Um, with not just having a year off, but just the way his body is. You, you mentioned it so well, the way that he's just been broken down for, for so long. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to see Gronk play double-digit games this season. And that's not even consecutively. It could be two games here, four games here. That if they're six smart, and they'll and save them is what they'll do. They're smart. But, it, but, but, what, but, you, but it, based off what you just said, which, I mean, if it's nine and seven, that may not even get you the seventh seed in the NFC. Maybe based not. off of the other – we're going to get to another team here quickly who I think is, is – uh, People have had a lot of uh, respect for it lately, but um, with some changes there with the team, that may be something different. So nine and seven may not get the Buccaneers to the playoffs. So the whole thought of saving him, it's all I can I'll put it like this. People say LeBron James saved himself for the playoffs. Well, LeBron James has a track record of every year getting to the playoffs and not losing in the first round. So if his team has a three or four or five game losing streak, oh, LeBron James is washed up. But then at the same time, that same person says LeBron James is saving himself for the postseason. And we're yeah. seeing it right now in the second round. LeBron, second round for LeBron is different than first round LeBron is different than seeding games LeBron. So LeBron, I think, is he's, his motor is getting up and up and up. Now I'm curious to see how deep he can go um, based off the opponents that we project him to play. Whoever it is from the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, we kind of all know who he's probably going to play. Um, so I'm really curious to see how he's able to uh, keep his body intact at the same time, just like a Rob Gronkowski. If he's situationally placed, I personally am not sure um, how long that lasts. Because let's say they're, let's say they are six and six, twelve games. They have four games left, and they have to, and they may have to go four and zero the last four games of the season to get into the playoffs, just to sneak into the seventh seed. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I'll transition this way. But a team that. People down in Dallas are very, very excited for. Mike McCarthy is back coaching. He's there in Dallas. Um, you have Dak Prescott. You have C.D. Lamb. You have other guys there, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, you have guys on the defense that are 
that should be played. I should play very well this year. The Dallas Cowboys, America's team, as so many of them call this team here. I, I wanted to say that in a Jerry Jones voice, but I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> I want to say that emulation for another day. There. But the Dallas Cowboys, new head coach, make this kind of quick. I'm going to play a little game with you here in a little bit. We're going to have a little fun. The Dallas Cowboys, when you think of this team, guys, if you're on the podcast, he has a thumbs down right now. Why <laughs> is that the Why is that the case? I just I, – I don't – I just – I think Dak is going to be frustrated. And I think you're going to see that out of his play. And he is somebody to me that he just – I don't know. He could – he plays so good sometimes, yet people still down him so much. Maybe it was because of where he was drafted or, or just the talent that's around him. Like, oh, anybody can throw – you know, anybody can play well with that talent around him. I think Elliott's going to have a great year. Cooper can't stay healthy for for any reason. I don't know. You know, for for me, I always like when he's there in my fantasy draft. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to pick him because if I pick him, he could be hurt three weeks in, and then he takes three weeks off. Ceedee Lamb will be interesting. I think Ceedee Lamb's going to be really good. Um, and like you said, uh, defensively, they'll they'll still be pretty good. Though they did, I think they did lose Byron Jones. Is he out? I think he's gone. Ooh, I he think so. somebody they, else. They lost the D tackle as well. I forget who it was. Um, they lost a couple defensive pieces. Maybe, um, maybe I'll figure it out. But I think Byron Jones is out. Uh, who's a, I think is a huge loss um, for them. Uh, so I know you know McCarthy's there, and McCarthy ain't no slouch. He's you know he's a Super Bowl champion. Um, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, I think with him, I think I could I could see. McCarthy's going to be different than Jason Garrett. He's not going to be clapping his hands when they're down 21. Okay. True. True. You know, <laughs> I, Jason Garrett, I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't think he's a head coach. I think he's more of an offensive coordinator. I think he's always been an offensive coordinator, even when he was a head coach. Uh, and of course he was, you know, kind of grew up in, in the Jones family. You know, he played in Dallas. And so it was, he was, you know, Jerry Jones, you heard Jerry Jones say he was like a son to me, you know, so it broke his heart. McCarthy ain't going to break no hearts here. (laughs) To me, I think he's kind of a no bull crap kind of guy. And if he sees Dak struggling, I think he's going to put Andy Dalton in. And I think he's not going to waste any time. I don't think he's going to, you know, cry over it or worry about what people have to say. If, if Dak struggles, Dalton may come in and Dak may not be a cowboy next year. He still hasn't got paid. He's watching everybody else get paid. Mahomes, Watson, maybe he's saying, uh, Ah, where's my paycheck? Yeah. <laughs> so now, from what I know, Jerry Jones typically he does treat his players like they are family. Uh, you know, they can battle. I think it was Des Bryant recently who said, you know, I was, I'm, I think I was the first player to yell, yelled back at Jerry Jones. Well, look what, look where he is. He ain't, he ain't there no more. So we'll see what happens. I, an interesting thing for me, and I'm done after this with the Cowboys, but an interesting thing for me that's not a lot of people have brought up. But Jerry Jones hasn't been very vocal when it comes to the social justice issues. Mm-mm. And so – and a lot of players and some other owners and sports broadcasters have said, hey, where's Jerry? Jerry hasn't said anything on this issue. And I believe he said that players that kneel, he will find them. Like he's very big on standing up and respecting, if you will, the flag and, the, you know, the national anthem. So I would be interested to see if the players decide they're going to kneel – and if they decide, which could happen, if they decide if they're not going to play one week, if that happens, 
because you know how the NFL is. They don't want to fall behind everybody else. They want to set the standard, you know. And so uh, it would be interesting to me to see that dynamic. If the players start saying, hey, we're going to kneel and we're going to do these things on our own without Jerry Jones' approval, I think that will be combustible for them. So maybe that's kind of a part of the situation. I just think that Dallas Cowboys, I don't like their organization. They haven't won in a long, long time. And Dak's going to get frustrated. And if Dak gets frustrated, maybe Ezekiel gets frustrated. And then you got some young players, and Cooper doesn't stay healthy. So that's just I, – I don't like Dallas. <laughs> it's not just because I'm not a fan of them. I just think that division is – the Giants are getting better, and the Eagles are still right there. Hopefully, if Wentz can stay healthy, he's just somebody I want to – I want to stay healthy. I like him as a guy, as a player. I think he's phenomenal. Um, and I think he's just a great all-around person. So I want him to stay healthy. And I think Washington defensively is going to be really good, and they may present some problems for – uh, Dallas when and you even saw last year Washington I think took one of those games even as bad of a team as they were last year they still presented problems for Dallas that division is always tough and so like you're saying does nine and seven get you in the playoffs probably not so if Dallas does go nine and seven we'll have to wait and see what happens with them so I'm not big on them I just looked it up there was, two, there was actually two players that the Cowboys just released um Gerald McCoy I believe he had an injury that there was an injury clause that if he, if he got this injury, we can, we can release him. And then also they just released Haha Clinton Dix. So um, that's a, that's a loss as well. Uh, Whenever I say his name in my head, I have to not laugh. When I think of haha, I always want to laugh automatically. <laughs> I remember when he played at Alabama and Vern Luck, which used to call his games on CBS. And I was like, is, is that really that kid's name? Well, it's not his yep. true government. It's not his real government name, but that's what he goes by. So right. that is there. But I mentioned earlier, we're going to play a little game. Sure. Just a fun way to kind of see um, <laughs> the first player that comes to your mind when you hear a particular team. Sure. So I heard this on a podcast actually earlier today, and I was like, let me go ahead and see how this is for Garrett. So I will go through more teams that we just went through just to kind of see what's going on. After this, we will wrap this up, division winners. I'll give you mine. You'll give me yours. Um, then also um, – I'll stop there with mine. You'll go I, if you, go ahead and do your conference championship and then also oh, well, I, I, I champion as well. Yours, man. I want to hear yours. Let's see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I got, I got teams here. We're going to go through quite a bit quickly okay. um, or maybe prolong it just, just to see how much fun we have with this. Um, so just tell me the first player that comes to your mind when you hear this particular team. First one that's in my paper, the New York Jets. The New York Jets. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is the first name that comes to my mind. Okay. New England Patriots. <laughs> Do I have to give a player? Yeah, of course. Has to be. Has to be a player. Okay. That's on the team now. That's on the team now. Devin McCourty. Because I think leader. As far as leadership, Cam. He hasn't even played a game yet, so I can't say Cam. So I say I'll say Devin McCourty. I think he's the leader of the team. Guys, those of you listening, I will tell you why I'm doing this right now at the very end, um, just because this is kind of interesting. I'm not putting names down, but more putting uh, something else in that little note that I'm making on my paper. I'll explain it at the end. Um, Houston Texans, first player that comes to your mind. Deshaun Watson. Okay. Yep. Buff- Buffalo Bills. Um, what's his? Javarius Tra- White. Is that how you say his name? Jadavious White? Jadavious White. Yeah. Yeah, that's who I think of. White. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh. Oh, I'll, I'll go with Uncle Rico. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I think they rise and fall with him this year. 
Same division, Indianapolis Colts. Oh, man. You're going to hate me for this one. Phillip Rivers. Okay. I know he hasn't played yet, but I, I think, yeah, I think they're more dependent on him than, than, than they've ever been. Las <laughs> maybe, Vegas maybe Raiders. T-Y. Maybe, maybe we'll say T.Y. Hilton. We'll okay. say T.Y. I'll change I, I, it to T.Y. You can't. I'll, I'll, I'll put both. I'll put both. I'll put both. I'll put <laughs> I just both. think I, I, I got to give some credit to T.Y. I think he's been there the longest, so we'll give him some credit. Okay. Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's see. Carr. We'll go with Carr. Okay. Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Okay. I know fans may have been a little upset if you mentioned Mark, Mark Ingram or J.K. Dobbins over Lamar Jackson, so I'm pretty impressed that no one's going to come for your head today, Garrett. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Ooh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Antonio Brown. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Big, <laughs> Big Ben. We'll go Big Ben. Okay. Uh, let's go NFC now. The Atlanta Falcons. Julio Jones. Okay. He used to be on all of my fantasy teams. This year I have five yeah. fantasy teams. Julio Jones is not on one of them. I might add, one thing I told Garrett recently, I did a fantasy draft a couple nights ago. I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. I think the oh, first three boy. picks were – I got to pull this up on my phone because I know I sent this to you. Um, but, guys, when you hear this, you're going to be like, how in the world did Jay, was Jay able to draft these guys? Um, honestly, I don't know because um, I was texting Garrett and another one of my buddies, Brian Ricks, that were on the podcast, and they were both kind of amazed that I was able to pull this off. So the first three picks – now, granted, I did have the number one pick in this draft, but the first three picks in this draft by me, first three rounds, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey – the Andre Hopkins in the third round. How did I pull that off? I don't know. But for some reason, in every, in every draft I did, um, DeAndre Hopkins did fall out of the second round, which I was like, what are you guys doing? But um, back to the game. Um, Arizona Cardinals, first player that comes to your mind. Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. The gift that keeps on giving. He, he's never going to leave. San Francisco 49ers. <sighs> Bosa. Okay. Minnesota Vikings. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Adam Thielen. Okay. Detroit Lions. A lot of Detroit fans out there. Detroit Lions. I'm not going to say Adrian Peterson, though. I could. <laughs> you could. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not going to say Adrian Peterson. We'll go, um, Mass, we'll go Matt Stafford. He's been there so long. We'll go Matt Stafford. Washington football team. Washington football team. Chase Young. I love him. I think he's going to be so good. I think he's at his speed. I sent you that video. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. He is so year. fast. He's going to demolish some people. Wait till he plays Daniel. God help Daniel Jones. When they <laughs> he is going to kill him in those games. I've just, they need to pray for that man. They better get this ready <laughs> at the wheelchair. And you ever watch Space Jam? Remember Space yeah, Jam? Yeah. They, the, they had to blow him back up again. Yeah. The guy, yeah. That's Daniel Jones against the Washington Redskins. When Ron Rivera dials up some of those defense, defensive blitzes, Chase Young is going to fly on that, in, the, in that game, in those games. I got three more <laughs> for you. I got two in the yep. AFC and then one back in the AFC. Um, three more. The Giants. Who is the first player that comes to your mind? Uh, Saquon Barkley. 
Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll go Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. And the Super Bowl champs, the Kansas 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 City Chiefs. That's easy. Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. The reason that I did that, guys, because I know a lot of people. When you think about a team, you think, oh, the first person that comes to that person's mind is a quarterback automatically. You think of the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. You think of the Bears. Either Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky. You think of the Rams, Jared Goff. I didn't, I didn't say those. Um, you think of the Bengals, Joe Burrow. You think of the Titans, uh, Tannehill. I couldn't think of his first name, even though it's, I'm just throwing quarterbacks out there. But might I add, I'm just going to read these off to you. He did mention two defensive linemen that both played at the Ohio State University who, have, who produces great defensive linemen, great defensive ends. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to go to read this off to you. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, six quarterbacks. No, seven quarterbacks. I counted the Colts as a quarterback. So seven quarterbacks. And then for other players, other positions, I have one, two, three, four, five, Six, seven, seven. So I'll put eight because he did mention T.Y. Hilton. So eight. So basically half and half. Someone's going to go back. I know I double-check my math. I try to do that quickly. But half and half, you would think, wait, most people think when they think about a team, it's the quarterback. Not really. Just shows how many great players there are at other yep. positions outside of quarterbacks and how many guys that aren't quarterbacks are literally the face of their team. I don't know a person. Not one. The one they think about the Washington football team that thinks of Dwayne Haskins or Terry McLaurin. Everybody goes to Chase Young, and he hasn't played one snap of NFL football just yet. That's just yep. how good he is. 49ers or the Chargers. I don't know any person. Yeah, maybe. You may. You might, might say you, Kittle. You might say Kittle. But most yep. people, they're thinking about the Bosa brothers, Joey in San Francisco. No, Nick in San Francisco, Joey yep. in, in L.A. Yeah. That's just a fun way to think about it. But to wrap this up, I want to thank Gary for coming on. But to wrap this up, I'm going to give you my division winners. And then also Garrett's division winners. I want to go AFC, NFC, both combined first. And then Garrett, go right into yours. I'll go first as the host because um, I don't want to just be like, oh, no, let me change mine to make sure to see how Garrett um, does his. I will Absolutely. say I have had this the same way for a week. So this has not changed at all. Um, I say no. I, I'm hesitant on the Super Bowl predictions. I'm not sure about which way I'm going just yet. Um, but I do know where, which way I'll go with that. So the AFC division winners and then the NFC division winners, I have the Bills the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Colts, and the NFC, the Cowboys, the Vikings, 49ers, and the Saints. Garrett, your turn. All right. I, I think we're ex almost exactly like in the AFC. Uh, help me out here. So the East, I, I'll, I'll agree with you, Buffalo. Uh, and the North, yep, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and then the Colts. Yeah, so I agree. I think we agree totally on the AFC. I don't think it's – I think the AFC is a little more like – you know, solid as far as who's going to win those divisions, mm -hmm. it, depending on injuries. If injuries happen, then everything changes. The only division, and I'll stop after this talking, but I'll just go to my NFC, but the only division to me that's in the air a little bit is actually the Chiefs because I think yeah, that, that division is so hard. Yeah. Oh, man. Den Denver, and uh, I know you didn't ask for this, but you, you texted it to me because I'll, I'll just randomly shout it out to you, but I think the team in the AFC that's going to surprise everybody is Denver. I think Locke is such a good thrower of the football. They they brought in uh, they brought in Melvin Gordon. Man, they're good. I think they're going to be good. And playing in Denver, I don't care if the fans are not playing in Denver is is really difficult, no matter what. For fans out there that are, for fans out there, and Gary's talking about the weather. Um, 
Denver a couple days ago. I have a fan. I have a fan. I have a friend that lives out there in Colorado. A couple yeah. days ago in Colorado, I think it was Denver, Colorado to be exact, it was 93 degrees. The very next day, the high was 35 degrees, and it snowed yesterday, which was Tuesday. <laughs> yep. And then I believe it's snowing today, which is Wednesday. You'll hear this no earlier than Thursday, which means there's probably going to – there's a good chance of there being snow out there in Colorado right now. 2020 is crazy, and the weather in Colorado is crazy as well. Imagine oh. – I believe they're hosting a game Monday night. Imagine the first game of the season that you're hosting on in prime time is literally a snowball in <laughs> September to start yeah. the season. 2020 stop making things up, but we all football fans, we love our snow football. It would just be kind of funny if if in LA or in or in Florida it's sunny, 95 degrees outside, everybody's sweating, trying to just get more water, get more water in the system. And then in, in Colorado, they're having to put coats on and, and put, bring the heater yeah. seats out there and all that kind of stuff. But NFC um, division winners. Sure. Who you got, Garrett? Okay, so this is where we differ. I think okay. maybe a three or four of them. So uh, I'm not. I don't have the order right in front of me. You probably, you have the order, but uh, as far as in the South, we'll go. I I, I agree with you with New Orleans. I think it's okay. the only one I agree with. You. I like Seattle. Okay. Um, and let me see, who else we got? NFC. Okay, the East. I I like um, the Eagles. Okay. And who else? <laughs> Help me out. Bears, Lions, Packers, or Vikings? Thank you. Uh, I'm going Packers. Um, See, I, I tussled with the Eagles and the Packers, but I think the defense of the Vikings is kind of their strong suit, and I don't think you, get, you need to rely on Kirk Cousins to win the division. I don't believe that. I think the right. defense is too good, um, too elite. And I just think uh, um, that, that, that that's going to be a, a place for them that they're going to win this year. Now, I'm going to throw a little wrinkle in this, AFC and NFC. What team do you think will sneak into the playoffs in both divisions? And both of mine will shock you. I'm even shocked that the one of them is going to come out of my mouth. Um, AFC, I got the Browns making the playoffs. Um, I think wow. it's – I think Ben Roethlisberger. Right. I don't know. I don't know how long he'll play. I don't know if he'll play 16 games. And even if he does, I just don't know what to expect from him. And then also in the NFC, the team that I think is going to get the seventh seed sneak into the playoffs, the Arizona Cardinals. I agree with you. That's my shock team in the. <laughs> that's why that was my shock team in the NFC. You asked guys, me, we did not that. share this with each other beforehand that's at all. I just said have this ready. Um, so Garrett, you're sneak. You're, you're seven seed in the AFC and then the NFC. Who do you got? Seventh seed in the AFC. I like Denver. Okay. I'm, I, I'm so I like Drew Locke so much. I love that team. This exciting team and who they have offensively. And man, they're going to be so good at running the football. Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Are you kidding me? That might be to me the best two duo in the league. Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. Watch it, sir. Watch it. You see the we'll hat see. on my head. Watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. Taylor is, you know, I, I drafted him in one of my fantasy leagues and you, and you texted me and said, I was going to get him, you know, you were, you were about to get him. So uh, you're excited about him. He's rookie this year, right? Yeah. Rookie. Rookie. So he's, he'll be, yeah. And that offensive line, whoo man, best offensive line in football by a mile. So we'll see. And that's good for Phillip Rivers anyways. Um, but we already picked them to win the division. So they're not the yeah. sneak team, but Denver for me, and uh, and I agree with you, the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals – I think Hopkins is – I think Kyler Murray's going to love having Hopkins. Hopkins and Fitzgerald, and I like Christian Kirk a lot. He's on the up and up. Uh, he was kind of – a lot of people's fantasy sleepers last year was Christian Kirk. I think he's going to play – he's going to play good. And I like who they got, Kenyon Drake, and they can run the football. Of course, they got Chandler Jones. 
oh my goodness, Chandler Jones, and I, who I, I hate the fact that he left the page. I, I was so bummed when he left, and then he just went. I think he had twenty sacks last year, twenty twenty one sacks. So, and they're always good defensively. Peterson's still there. He's a stud. He'll always be a stud. And Larry Fitzgerald is just like you said, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. I mean that he's gonna keep. He's gonna get you his catches. He's gonna be a good third down. Do I think? I think possibly you have two thousand yard receivers on that team, and Fitzgerald maybe about seven eight hundred yards. But I think Kirk's gonna be a thousand yard receiver this year, and I think Hopkins is gonna be a thousand yard receiver. So yeah, I like I like them in the NFC as my sleeper team. So AFC Championship game. I'll do this and then go right to the NFC Championship game. I'll also give you my winner as well and turn it over to Garrett. Um, AFC Championship game. I got the Colts and the Chiefs, the Colts winning that one. Um, NFC Championship, the defense, man. The front seven's too good. And I, I, That's I, a, you're I, a homer. That's all no, that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit. I'm a big believer that you don't need an, an elite quarterback to, to go deep and to get to the Super Bowl. Rivers, uh, if, you, if you have – I'll take, I'll take Phillip Rivers over Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll, yes, I'll, do, I'll do that. I, I'm a big. You have a good that'll front be, seven. Be, we don't have to talk about that today, but that would be an interesting, uh, you know, segment. Like, who would you, who would you take Philip Rivers versus? And you would probably be surprised that we he might we might take him over a third of the quarterbacks that are uh, around. Yeah, I take him. I would. Ha- I would have him over Garoppolo. Yeah, sure. I would yeah. have him. I might even. You're gonna. You might be surprised, but I might have him over Prescott. I don't know. I just I'm not a big okay. believer in Prescott. Okay. I might have him over. I might even have him over Carson Wentz because he can't stay healthy. Okay. Um. I might take him over Ben Roethlisberger because he's because Ben big. I Ben's a mystery to me. Yes. He's hurt so yeah. often and he's getting old. And Philip Rivers, despite the fact that he is, oh, sometimes he just frustrates you. He stays. He stays on the field. Yeah. He gives you a chance to win. Look at last year. All the games the Chargers lost by seven or fewer points. It was easily six, seven, eight games. Can with the Colts? Can he win those games with that team? Yes. Those those games could flip the other way. Colts could be eleven and five. Could surprise us. Could be could be a second or third seed by the time it's all said and done. So yeah, and then the NFC. I have the wow. This is really going to surprise you because it's going to surprise me as well. Um, I got Saints and no, I'll do what I, I do it. I'll, I'll do what I believe is going to happen. Saints and Vikings in the NFC Championship defense is, defense for the Vikings is really is elite. Um, and also Saints as well. Um, I have the Saints winning the NFC. Get a repeat of the 09 Super Bowl. Saints and Colts there. I'll let you get to your AFC and NFC uh, conference champions first, and then I'll let you know who I think is going to win it. Sure. Um, you know everybody's riding the Chiefs. I just I don't no team. It has, it's been 17 years since a team has won back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, and that, it's just so tough. So, um, I in the AFC Championship game, boy, oh, boy, this is tough for me. I, I, I think the Ravens will be there. I think this is the year they can get there. So, they win it? I don't know. But uh, I'll give you my prediction. I, I'm going through this in my head as we speak. But uh, I like the Ravens. And, man, you're – you're you're convincing me with the Colts, so I I'll put the Colts there, Ravens and Colts. Okay, and I think I like the I think the Ravens get over the hump into the Super Bowl this year. Okay, and they were by far should have been in the Super Bowl last year, but okay. didn't get there. So I like I like the Ravens. I think the Colts are a year away, maybe a year. We'll see. But I I I don't know. I just I'm so stuck up on Philip Rivers. Yeah, I'm like, no, yeah, I get I wish, that. I get I that. We'll see. We'll see. 
if if he comes out and the Colts they come out and they go four and five and zero, I may change that. I may ride your bandwagon with you to to get see the Colts. You remember last year? I told you I thought the Colts were you know going to be, and then they kind of fell off at yeah. the end because yeah. of injuries and stuff. If Hilton can stay healthy, then we'll see. So I like that. I like that idea. But I like the Ravens in the AFC. In the NFC, uh, I've got Seattle and and New Orleans. Okay. Um, I agree with you with New Orleans. I like Seattle. Um, to to uh, did you give your predictions of who's going to win those I'll games? I'll do that next. Oh wait, the, oh. The, con- oh, the conference championship games. Yeah, I get. I I had the I had the Colts winning the AFC. I had okay, the Saints, said, Saints winning okay. the NFC. So I, I I think Seattle and um, Baltimore. Okay. That's what, okay. I, that's what I've got. Seattle okay. and Baltimore. I can kind of guess who I think who I think you're you're predicted is to win the Super Bowl. Um, but I'll give mine. Um, yeah, I know everybody wants both either Phillip Rivers or Drew Brees to go out um holding up the trophy, holding up the Lombardi. I just don't think the Saints can do it this year. Um I would just love for it to be four years in a row to where the Saints can't do it and the Colts actually do win. I believe Garrett, I believe in their front, the defensive front, the defensive line, the guys that they have there. A guy wow. that was hurt last year that a lot of people are going to be surprised about. He's not going to start, but he is going to be someone that's going to get a lot of he's going to be in the rotation every single game. Tyquan Lewis, another defensive lineman out of, of the Ohio State University. Very so you're taking the Colts. Yes. Colts okay. over the Saints because of the defensive front, primarily the D line. I am a big, big believer that you win a game inside out. You build a team inside out. Without a good O-line, D-line, linebacking core, you can't win anything. Which is why we see teams like the Buccaneers last year and the um, Cardinals last year. They have great scope players. O-line's horrible. O-line's trash. And you can't win that way. There's other teams. I get a segment on my podcast where I went around and a different quarterbacks that got sacked 40 or 45 plus times last year. That's not a winning formula. You can't win that way. Phillip Rivers last year. O-line was ridiculous. Guard center guard. We look at the, when you look at uh, the games from last year, he was literally running for his life because at the snap of the ball, he's having pressure right in his face every single second. Well, the off- offensive line of the Colts, you mentioned it best in the NFL by a mile from your analysis. And also the D-line of the Colts, man. I think they're going to turn heads, and you have a quarterback you, you can believe in, not the Jacoby Brissett, but you're hoping he can be something. I, you don't, like I said, you don't, you don't need, a, in my opinion, you don't need an elite quarterback to win, a, to win a Super Bowl. You just need pieces around him to pick up where he falls. I think the Colts win over the Saints this year, and I hope Drew Brees comes back next year, but I just don't know if his farewell tour <laughs> will keep on going because at some point, that man has to take care of his babies. Um, but, Garrett, who do you think is going to win it? <laughs> Um, I want to say one thing. Yeah, I agree with you. You don't need you don't need an elite quarterback. You're right. Uh, for example, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, you could, you could Rex Grossman got there. He didn't win it much. Rex Grossman got to the Super <laughs> Bowl. Okay, and we all knew the Colts were going to win that. And it still drives me and grinds me in my heart to this day that I know Brady would have had seven if they had held the lead against the Colts in '06. Anyways, because we knew who was going to – that was the Super Bowl, okay? Yeah. That that game was the Super Bowl. Whoever won that game was winning the whole thing. So, congratulations to the Colts for winning back then. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I think you know um, I, uh, I'm i big on quarterbacks, um, and I just think if you look at the game, you got a, a, a Ravens um, – a Ravens-Seahawks Super Bowl would be, would be awesome Ooh, to watch. Oh, man. Incredible Super Bowl! Oh my gosh, that'd be uh, I good. would love to be. Yeah, it'd be a great game. Um, coaches, Pete Carroll, Harbaugh, man, oh man, I think it comes down to experience. Okay, and that's why I would take Seattle. He should have two. 
I think this is the year they get two. I think they were one yard away from knocking San Francisco, if you remember that game, out of the number one seed, and that would have flipped that whole NFC on its head. So one yard. They were one yard from a Super Bowl, one yard from an, uh, getting the 49ers out of the number one seed. They, uh, would they? I think they might have been the number one seed themselves if they had won that game. Or number yeah, two. No, no. It was both teams. You're, you're playing for first or fifth seed. The winner of that game was doing yep. that. Um, exactly. got, to help to paint the picture for this, Garrett is exactly right, one yard away. But that was the last game of the season, yeah. Sunday night football in prime time. And when anytime you have Al Michaels on the call doing a game, you know it's going to be top notch. But I don't think anybody expected the finish that we saw last year. Reminds me of that um, and Rams, and Ti- Rams and Titans Super Bowl from when we were kids. One yard, one yard literally was what one separated yard. them from g- pushing that game further. The Rams won. Um, thank God for a tackle that, that happened in, yep. in the field of play. Um, but yeah, man. Um, and even that wasn't even, that one wasn't even as close as the no, no. 49ers. And see, that was so close. And if we remember, should have been a pass interference, I think, on the play before, yeah. which I'm not a fan of either team. But I hate when re- I hate when referees decide games. I hate it. I despise it with all <laughs> all that was within me. If I could have it my way, I would just get rid of referees and we could just go all electronic. That's just my opinion. Why can't we do that? I don't know. We shouldn't have to have referees. My thought on it, but um, I like Seattle to win the whole thing. And, uh, yeah. I think Metcalf is gonna is gonna play better this year, and he was on the he was on the up and up. If you remember, yeah. as as the season wore on, he played a lot better. Carson's a good running back. I think they brought they brought back somebody, Paul Richardson. They brought back a guy, pretty good receiver. Lockett's a stud. Uh, I like their tight ends, um, and I just I think Russell Wilson. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson's just superhuman year. I liked Russell Wilson as the MVP. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of people agree with that statement. Uh, there was a couple other players. McCaffrey was there. Uh, believe it or not, I don't know if you know this, but um, it's been since 2007 that a running back has won MVP, which I think is kind of ridiculous. Uh, I think we should. I wish there was more parity, if you will, as far as the MVP is concerned, because it's going to be a quarterback. May, I wish they kind of maybe added a. Let's just add an award, maybe, or you know, quarterback of the year. Because it's just – the MVP is a quarterback's award. So, uh be interesting to see. But I like – defensively, I like Seattle. I always like them defensively. Pete Carroll is a great coach. Um, I think it's – I think this is the year you kind of see them uh, go all the way. I like them all the way. Colin Coward has the Ravens at 16-0. I don't know if you knew that, but he predicted them 16-0, which I think is stupid because you don't have home field. And, and I just – the team – everybody's so talented. And so, uh, yeah, I'll shut up there. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my Super Bowl pick. Good old Colin. The one thing I will say that's in the Ravens' favor, which I just don't like at all, I heard this, it may have been on his show, after I think week four, week five, they don't travel further than 75 miles away from home to go to a game. You see the 70, it's something stupid. I'm like, so so you guys, they're, they're already, now Grant, remember, they didn't go deep into the playoffs. So they, um, the kind of structure of their season is not going to be as hard as other teams would be. They're kind of the middle of the pack. So they're not traveling very far. It could have been their rotation as well about who they play in the NFC. But yeah, man, it's um very, very, uh, they're very fortunate. Let's put it that way with that. Garrett, one more time. And also before I get to that part, I will say, guys, Garrett will come back on eventually. I'm not sure when it will be random. And we may just do like an off the cuff, like topics, things we may disagree on just to kind of um, kind of give a little 
different kind of friendly back and forth friendly banter um, with that. So be looking out for that. Um, that will probably come sometime before the year is out. Just a, l- a little random episode um, on a midweek episode. So Garrett and I can have a little bit of fun. But Garrett, let the people know once again, the name of your podcast and sure. then where they, where they can listen to it. Yep. It's a no holds barred podcast. It's on anchor. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. So I, I try to share all the links. I just started Instagram page, which has been pretty successful. I get a ton of followers now, which I think was your suggestion. Cause you could, can I connect with all these other podcasts and it's been kind of cool because I've actually, I've had podcasters in like Australia mm-hmm. and <laughs> other mm-hmm. parts of the world. They're like, Hey, you're a podcaster too. Let's talk. And then, you know, and then they send me the links. To, so I'll just check it out. And they're talking about rugby and <laughs> soccer or football for them. So it's kind of neat. You know, I, I, so I really enjoy that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm on Instagram, the No Holds Barred podcast. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about doing a fa- maybe a Facebook page or something, kind of get it out there a little bit more. But, yeah, um, I am about to do another uh, episode. I, I kind of want to do my own NFL preview because you kind of got me sparked. So, because – man it's tomorrow so i can't wait <laughs> but yeah i i love coming on and of course uh if you check out my previous recordings there's the most recent one i did was with jay we we previewed uh the celtics Raptors series and some other we'll talk about some different other things but but yeah check it out i'll say this to garrett i haven't said it to him yet before about this celtics and Raptors series um i oh, am losing boy. faith in the toronto raptors uh, I'm not changing. I'm not changing my pick. I will not change my pick. I'm gonna ru- hold it until they're gone. Hey, but change your pick. I Go am losing. I, <laughs> I I am losing faith in this team. Um, Boston is just too good. And on that note, I'm not giving you a second to talk about that and to make me feel bad about picking the Raptors to to win this series. Garrett Grandy. In six. Thank you once again. <laughs> Jay said it in six. People. He said it in six. <laughs> yes, yes. I said Raptors in six before the series. Garrett had to sneak that in there. But here we are now, and I think the series may be over very soon. Um, Garrett, Grandy, thank you so much. One thing. Yes, sir. Week one, Jay and I are playing each other fantasy, and I will make sure that everybody finds out who won that game because, uh, you know, we're in each other's leagues. But in my league, week one, I think the projection is like 138 to 137, which is something just ridiculous, that it's like 51 to 49%. So – I'm looking really looking forward looking forward to I, I think it's been a while since we played in the same did the same league probably back in college so I'm I'm really excited about that so yeah we I've got I'm ready man I I can't you know beat you athletically probably in pretty much anything but as far as fantasy football we'll, we'll see who's got the the mind so. <laughs> But yeah. A quarterback that I picked up in almost every league, and I keep going longer, but this is fun. I picked up Kyler Murray in almost yes, every league that I, have, that I have. So if you are out there and you have, by this time, listen to this, your fantasy draft would have been done, uh, would have been completed. But if you want to find a way to trade for a quarterback that may be uh, a breakout QB this year, my suggestion to you uh-huh. Kyler Murray for you. Garrett Grandy, I'll do it once again. Thank you so much for yeah. coming on the podcast. Um, we're looking for Garrett to come back on here soon. Um, not sure if it'll be in the NBA playoffs or after, but um, we're looking to have him come back on here very, very soon to um, have a friendly back and forth with a friend about sports topics we disagree with. Garrett, thank you so much. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. With the NFL season starting tonight, it reminds me that as sports fans, we have no excuse when it comes to not being able to find something to watch every day 
of the week. The NFL dominates Sunday, but you also have Sunday, excuse me, Thursday night football. Then also have Monday night football. College football dominates Saturdays, but you're also going to find college games on Thursdays and Fridays as well. The NHL playoffs, NHL is playing hockey every day of the week. The NBA, same thing. Every day of the week. You have baseball every day of the week. You're also going to have later part, uh, I think it's mid-October, you're going to have the Masters. And that weekend, the Masters is going to be literally the appetizer for the SEC on CBS. That game, that weekend, then also the very next day, the Masters will be over, will be a great appetizer for the late game that day on CBS, the NFL on CBS and man. We have no excuse, guys. I know we had that period of time this year where there was no sports going on and you were trying to, you were going home or you were staying home trying to figure out what you're going to do every night to stay sane and not go off and lose your mind and pull your hair out. Yeah, Netflix was was uh, utilized. Hulu was utilized. Some of you guys may have uh, worn out the controllers of your PS4, PS4 or Xbox One or whatever it is. But now, guys, look, this is what we've been waiting for, what we, what we have been looking forward to. We have no excuse. Your favorite football team, even if they're not hot this year, if they're not playing well, look, if they're on TV, you're going to watch. You're going to watch a college ball, NBA ball, eventually college basketball. We have no excuse, and man, it just makes me happy. I don't know if I, I don't know if myself or you will be able to enjoy sports like this at a high level played in such a short amount of time or played at the same time. So I am just trying to enjoy it while we have it, and I sure hope you are too. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. If you're not on Twitter and you would love to connect with the podcast, send your emails to jstevenspod at gmo.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for new podcasts to listen to, to come across this one, then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode number one, be sure to let people know about the podcast. This has been episode 131 of the JCM Podcast. I'll see you next time.